listening to the Girls Get Off podcast, an R18 podcast on all things female pleasure. Think girl talk, but real girl talk, where we chat all things masty, self-loving, sex, orgasms and more. Nothing is off limits, which means you get all the secrets, even our guests' BFFs don't know. We're on a mission to make talking about getting off as fun as actually doing it. Ready to join the Mastination? Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Girls Get Off podcast. Today, we're joined by Emily Wright's best-selling author, columnist, and podcaster. She's ranty and ragey, and she's obsessed with talking about sex and sexuality. Welcome to the Hello, podcast, Hello. It's so nice to be here with you. Always love having a chat, Yeah, Emily. it's always such a good laugh, eh? <laughs> Feels like it's been ages since it. we've got and to hang out and talk. I know, I know. It definitely has. I don't think we've had you on uh, for a live since the since Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that feels like a million years ago. So (laughs) I know. It is so long ago. And I think um I mean today we're gonna chat a little bit about something that people have been uh, asking us for. It's something that pops up here and there. And we thought who better to chat to than Emily about love languages. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about love languages. It's um, I get lots of questions about love languages too. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So yeah. So cool. I just did the love language quiz thing. And I felt like I just wasted a good 15 minutes of my life. Um, <laughs> so sorry if I'm a bit of a negative Nancy in this one. No, it's fine. Love languages are great. But I was just like, how many times do they want to ask me if I like gifts? I do not like gifts. Like, honestly, in that quiz, it was like 80 percent of the questions is like would you rather a gift or this and I'm like, I, don't want anything. <laughs> I love it and I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a 180 for a second for the people who don't follow at Emily Wrights on Instagram um tell us a little bit about yourself oh okay well um I'm a writer uh I've been I've got a couple of books um mainly I write sort of comedy satire writing um, about parenting and that type of thing and um, yeah I've got two boys I'm a queer mama living in um, Porniki and um, yeah I have a greyhound called Twinkle and a cat called Bruce and I'm just yeah that's about it I never know how to do intros they're quite awkward Um, but I don't know. Did I miss anything? All that's important. I do is... a newsletter. Um, no, the most. Important yeah, I do is... a newsletter three times a week, and that's kind of my writing. That's how I make my income, and I have my third book coming out in September. But yeah, I just kind of, I guess, mainly writer, bit of a sex toy fiend. I get. I think that's how we caught up and and ended up um, working with Girls Get Off. Um, I was doing a tour with Rebecca Kyle, and um, we gave away Missy Minis on at shows and just the roars of the crowd for the Missy Mini. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's me. I love it, and I think that um, highlights of your Instagram account are certainly for me anyway centered around Bruce the cat <laughs> and uh, how your children interact with Bruce because he must be the most chilled out laid back cat I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he's um, a very interesting cat. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what the deal is with Bruce, but he gets. I've got a 
seven-year-old and a nine-year-old and the seven-year-old just like hauls Bruce around the house constantly and so I like to just film <laughs> videos of him carrying the poor cat around but the cat has never scratched or wriggled away or anything it's just kind of like a bit slow <laughs> for a cat so yeah um but we love Bruce we do He's very, this morning, I, like every morning I wake up to them speaking to each other. It's a very one-sided conversation because Bruce is a cat. Um, but my son is like, where is your halo? You're an angel. <laughs> and you are a queen. You are the king of the world. You know, so, yeah. They're very attached oh, to so each cute. other. Well, one-sided, again. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh funny okay so yeah as Viv said before um we've brought you on today so we can talk yeah. about languages um so okay. change my mind so I reckon that I can change <laughs> your mind I am that much of a zealot for love languages so love languages okay. have been around for a long time they were it was the first book um that it was about love languages it was the guy who created it is like this evangelical Christian guy which should not put you off um he wrote it in like the 70s I think um and it actually is surprisingly still holds up but I think the thing for me is I've always kind of separated it out from those original books because it's kind of like when something becomes something everybody talks about um that you can separate it from you know the original undertaking of it which was probably he was probably talking about love languages so that like women would stop <laughs> expecting their husbands to do stuff around the house but um now I think years and years and years later we can make it what we want and we can pull out the best parts of love languages and leave the parts that don't resonate with us like I mean that's the same with all relationship and sex advice isn't it you take the bits that resonate with you and mean something to you so I'll just quickly cover the five love languages for you so there are words of affirmation now words of affirmation is not like a text message that says you up or dtf <laughs> it's like actual <laughs> like I feel I can see you're working really hard at work and I feel proud of you you know like I can see you're working hard you're doing really well so that is words of affirmation if you've got some fuck boy in your dm going dtf that is not words of affirmation so next is physical touch yeah and so physical touch is as you would expect but it's also not things like a fuck boy like jackhammering your cervix in bed it is things like hugging and kissing and holding hands and you know like my husband um physical touch is like as we've got older because your love languages change as you age and in different relationships they're not fixed they're not something that you have one love language and that's your language forever but as we've got older I've noticed that my husband is much more into physical touch like he likes to hold hands something he never really did before um and when he says goodbye to me when he goes to work he always kisses me on the forehead and that's nice so 
physical touch, not like blowjobs and stuff. If your boyfriend or husband is like, oh, physical touch is my love language. I need like a blowy every day. That is not, that is not it. So it doesn't count. I feel like guys need to hear this. So receiving gifts, this is the one you were um, talking about before, Joe. So receiving (laughs) gifts is, um, this is also not like, you know, getting blowjobs. as a gift because it's your birthday (laughs) it's um around things like being really thoughtful and um making your partner like a priority around gift giving so it could be something like surprising them with something um that you know will be really meaningful to them so it's not necessarily big romantic gestures it can be something small so like um any type of gifting you know and gift giving is my love language like for how I like to show love to other people so love language is a kind of how you like to get love but also how you like to give love like I'm really big on gift giving so when I go out I'm if I see something and I'm like oh my bestie would love that that I will always buy it for them because giving gifts is how I say yeah. Oh, I love you, you know. So so it's you need to think about love languages as um how you like to get love, but also how you like to give love. So there's also so we've had three so far, words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts. Next one is the most common love language and that's quality time. So if you like to spend a lot of time um, with your partner, uninterrupted time, I don't like to spend that much time with my husband. Um, that's, <laughs> we've been married, we've been together 20 years. I'm about done with the amount of time we spend together. I prefer... Yeah. <laughs> I prefer him giving me things. <laughs> So, buy me shit. Gives me stuff. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> no, that leads well into the final one. This is actually my how I like to receive love from my husband, and that is acts of service. So, you know, when like your partner or whatever, this is very heteronormative, but if you're like, um, if your partner takes out, like when my husband like vacuums and takes out the rubbish, oh my God, I'm so gagging for it when I see him do stuff like that. That is absolutely <laughs> my, you know, he knows if he wants to turn me on, just take the kids away for the day. And then by the time he gets home, I'll be, you know, not, I won't give him a blowjob, but I might like, yeah, <laughs> I might give him a, a, a wristy while we watch TV. So, um, so that's acts of service. And so um, those are the five love languages. And as I said, it's really about like, so for me, my love languages are acts of service. I like, um, you know, I like to have things done for me and that type of thing that make my life easier. So chores and that type of thing, anything that makes my life less stressful. And, you know, like how I said that love languages change over time. That's like a real thing of being the age that I'm at with with kids who take up heaps of my time, with a really long-term relationship. 
um, that's kind of, it makes sense that that somebody in my age bracket with the lifestyle I have and everything would like acts of service as, you know, a love language is. So when I was a lot younger, like when we first met like 20 years ago, my love language was probably something like words of affirmation, like being told I love you and stuff because I wanted that security. So it changes over time. And the purpose of it isn't to go, this is my love language and it never changes and you have to meet me, you know, like a physical touch, give me a blowjob. <laughs> you know, that's not what it's about. <laughs> it's about thinking about what does my partner need to feel loved and how can I make sure they know that they're loved and how can I make sure that I'm loved, that, that I know that they love me you know so it's all of those things and you know it is a really good thing to just have as a communication style for your whole life so you know like even if you don't have a partner you know when you have like a bestie or something and you're like oh you have anxiety or something around oh, I haven't talked to them for ages because of the pandemic I hope our friendship is still tight and stuff like that love language is a is a really good way of um checking in with all of the loves of your life so your best friends your siblings your children your parents you know all those things so it doesn't have to be sexual it doesn't have to be only um physical relationship based does that make sense yeah wow, totally guys i think my dog needs to <laughs> shit <laughs> I just need to open the door. Quality time with your dog. <laughs> do the quiz for free online. I don't think it's completely necessary to do the quiz. I think you can just read about each of the things and decide for yourself. But one thing you can do is talk about what you think, like sit down with your partner or your mates in the group chat, whatever, and say, this is what I think you are. And this is what I think I am. And then fill it out and see if you're right. Yeah, nice. I saw a meme last week, actually, um, and it was something like, um, what are you wasting time like cooking me dinner or something? I just want to be fucked on the back of a boat in the Bahamas. And I was like, all right. Like, I can relate to I'm that pretty one. I'm sure that's every one of our love languages, to be fair. <laughs> um, I liked what you were saying in terms about how they can change. Because when I was doing it, I was like, oh, there's been certain times where one has been more important. But then for me right now, um, it was it was quite interesting to see the results. So my my top one was acts of service by quite quite a lot as well. Um, and probably just also resonating to the questions of like, yeah, help me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when someone takes the <laughs> pressure off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, actually, because that was one point I came across, too, is that that's. Um, apart from gifts, I was only 3% on <laughs> gift giving. Um, <laughs> um, but that acts of service was my next lowest. But I think that changed after being in a controlling relationship and you weren't like actually allowed to do anything Absolutely. yourself, you know. And so I think now like if someone – does something for me that's absolutely right and I mean the thing is if you think about how um even things like how 
context around um, our context around when we do a quiz like that or when we think about love language would change all the time because you know we've been sheltering um because my my eldest child is immune compromised so we haven't been out much because of the pandemic so quality time is not at, like i think when i did the test again this morning to see how um different i was from last time i did it quality time was almost at zero because i'm like me and my husband are in each other's pockets we don't need any more time together right now um but yeah. we acts of service is really high because we're both really feeling the pressure of being under a pandemic and if you think if you're a brand new relationship or you have one partner who works a huge amount then quality time would be really high so the point of what a lot of people get wrong about love languages is they think that it's fixed and they think I'm one thing. So they say to their partner, gift giving or like physical touch is my thing. So you need to do that all the time. And that's what I need. And there can be a disconnect with what's high for you and what's um, a high scoring love language for you and your partner, like physical touch for me because I have kids, I'm always being touched out. So I don't, you know, I don't really like um, touching that much at the moment, you know, like it changes all the time, but it's like <laughs> yeah. my husband would love nothing more than if I gave him like a pash each day. And I'm like, oh, I'm too old for pashing, you know, like I just do not feel the need to pash at the moment. But um, I know that his love language is touch and he really loves a good pash. So, you know, the difference, I guess, is that I go, okay, well, it's the weekend. I've had a few rosés. I'll give him a pash, you know. I'll throw a bone his way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is ways you can go, okay, I may not be that into um, doing, like, buying a gift for somebody. Like, my husband's a terrible gift giver. Um, love them to pieces but if I get one more fucking PowerShell earring set I'm gonna die um, but <laughs> I recognize that he can't buy gifts it is not his good he's not good at that it's not, not a, a strength, strength whatsoever but he's become attuned to the fact that um, I love coffee coffee is my love language and each morning before I get up he like sort of gently wakes me up when I'm in bed um he comes in with a cup of coffee every morning gives me a kiss on the forehead gives me my coffee and to me it's really oh yeah, yeah and I mean for me it's kind of like going this actually is a real sign that he cares about my day wants to make my day start off a good way. He knows I need coffee for survival or else I won't be okay in this world. <laughs> you know, so um, it's kind of like he has met me where he can meet me, you know, and he's never going to be the type to do a impromptu romantic getaway, which would be my dream. But it's also like this way of he's going I you know I care for you I'm thoughtful towards you and all of these love languages are just about being thoughtful about what your partner needs and what will make them feel loved and it's really as simple as that like people overcomplicate it but they don't need to you know 
and I talked to him this morning and I said to him oh hey you know about love languages and he said no even though we've discussed this so many times um so that just shows <laughs> that he doesn't listen to me but um I said to him remember the five love languages and he was like no and so I told him again and I said so which one do you think you are with me knowing full well his physical touch and he said I'm all of them but I actually thought it's a really good way of looking at the love languages because he all of us are all of the love languages it's just what we need on every, any given day or something like that. So the, the point of love language is, is actually the conversation you have where you say you sit down and you have, you know, time with your partner where you say, what are we needing right now? Like, you know, if you have a brand new baby or um, you've started a new job and you're working all hours and you know quality time is really important to you and your partner, it's about sitting down and saying, hey, quality time is kind of off the table for us right now. We can't do that because of my work or a new baby or whatever or whatever your thing is. So you say, maybe acts of service is going to be our thing we really focus on doing for each other to make sure that we feel really cared about and considered and loved you know until we can be communicating the way that we want to be you know so yeah love that i guess just um basically being mindful that just because you feel like something is your love language doesn't necessarily mean they will appreciate it because it isn't theirs yeah yeah, absolutely don't do something you want done for yourself actually absolutely yeah how about so you mentioned your your husband's physical touch is that as a result of um having the conversation or are there other ways we can find out um what our partners or our friends love languages yeah well I think a lot of it is fairly intuitive like I noticed that um it was actually around the time that like lots of our friends were getting divorced (laughs) sounds so bad but around the time lots of our friends were getting divorced he started like holding my hand and reaching for me and like when I walked past giving me cuddles and stuff and I realized it was because he was like feeling a bit like insecure of like oh my god are we gonna be the next because it can be a bit destabilizing when you see lots of couples around you split up because we never know what's going on behind closed doors, but it can feel like, oh, I thought they were a real solid couple and now they've split, you know. Um, So I started to go, oh, okay, one, he needs more reassurance that we are happy and okay and, you know, and two, he's clearly seeking that through touch, you know. And... um, so I think we can intuit quite a lot. But I also think that when life is really busy and, I mean, with the pandemic and everything on the news and everything, I keep hearing from so many people that people just don't have, like, the mental bandwidth right now to cope with all of the stuff being thrown at them all the time. So in my view, a conversation is always better um, than just relying on intuiting what people like I mean I 
think that especially some um, people are just really bad at being able to pick up on this stuff. Like it didn't seem to matter how many times I said to my husband, um, I would Christmas, I would organize every single gift for everybody because I'm gift giving is my love language and I love it. But then I would get like a gift that I felt just hadn't been thoughtful or, you know, and I would get really pissed off about it. I was like, why can you not see that I want a thoughtful gift and I want all those things? And and then I realized it was about being a grown up and saying to him, I really don't like this gift you gave me. I want you to try harder, you know, and it sounds real brutal, but you know, we, we let a lot of things slide and, you know, I think we let people go to, or, you know, if say gift giving is your love language or something like that, and you get a gift that you feel like a, you know, gas station, um, flowers or something like that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something because my husband has never even bought gas station flowers for me because he thinks flowers are just dead and why would you give someone flowers? And I'm like, because I fucking want flowers. That's why you should give me flowers. But um, <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> I think that we often go, oh, well, he's just not good at that. And again, I'm being very heteronormative, but I think it's because cis men in particular straight men are often really bad at this and that's why I'm saying he is you know um but they will often say oh I'm just not good at that I'm just oh, I just can't do that it's just not you know and I'm just kind of like well it's important to me it's important to me to feel like you've been really thoughtful about what you're doing so if you can't be thoughtful in the gifts you give me work out another way to be thoughtful to show me that you love me because every human in the world needs to know needs to feel secure in their place and relationships you know whether you that's with your friends your besties whether it's with your parents your children your siblings all of us want to feel secure and safe in the knowledge that the people we choose to spend our time with care about us and love us and want us to be happy you know so yeah I don't know if I quite got to the point that you're getting to but I'm trying to say that we can guess but we shouldn't just assume that they can't guess and we should also hold people yeah. accountable for you know meeting us where we need to be met and that's reciprocal it isn't just one person doing all the work yeah and I yeah. think that the way you the way you put that I quite like how blunt it is because also it leaves nothing to question and then there's no room for you to walk away and say I wish they did this or why aren't they doing it this way you know if you haven't even had the conversation yeah yeah I mean you know I've been with my husband since I was 17 you know I've been with him longer than I've like more than half my life has been in partnership with my husband and I think one of the things that we've just got to the stage in our life is, is we're choosing each other every day and it's a more intentional relationship than it ever has been because I think it's really important for people to not become complacent in long-term relationships where they just kind of go, well, I'm here, you're here, we've got kids, you know, let's just keep going. So my husband and I make a real effort with each other to check in often and be like how you know how are we doing as a couple like are we still um 
you know, are there things we need to address? How's our sex life? How's our, you know, all those things because you want to, um, you know, be intentional about the relationships that you're in. We've only got one life and there's no point spending it with somebody who doesn't, you know, care about your needs. If somebody doesn't care about your needs, you need to dump them. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, yeah, no, totally agree with that. Um, and sooner rather than mm, later yeah. is better. Um, and no, if I did that quiz again, though, now it'd be totally different because I was doing it just purely from a point of view of what I wanted to receive, like what my love language was to receive. But yeah, no, I'm the same as you because I love giving. I love giving gifts and that sort of. Well, I think probably it's probably the complete well, opposite. To be honest, I think that that was going to be one of my questions because I feel like last time I did the love language quiz, there was an option for like how you receive love and then how you give love. And then I could only find the quiz for how you receive it. I think that's the one that we did, Joe. Because I was also thinking the same. I was like, oh, it's it's it is different. Yeah, and you know, it can yeah, be different. Definitely. Like I have um some free like acts of service is by far my number one with how I want to be loved. But I don't like doing stuff. So it's not how I like to give love. <laughs> So, but I love to like, like nobody's going to find me helping them move house. Like I love you, but I'm not helping you move house. But I will get you a really good housewoman gift. <laughs> so, so I think, I love I think though that it's about, it. you know, it keeps coming back to that thing of like, you can do a quiz or not do a quiz, but it's really about thinking it's it's about having that conversation with yourself, with your partner in the besties group chat, you know, and just seeing where you sit. Because one thing that's helped me a lot is going, gift giving is really important to me, but I really recognize that some people um, I really care about just, they're not that into gifts. And so when I give them gifts, it's because I know that it's my way of showing them love. But if in return they don't get me something for Christmas or don't blah, blah, it's kind of a reminder to me to say I did that for my own, to show love my own way. And so them reciprocating in exactly the same love language or um, reciprocating in a way that isn't my love language um, that's not their fault and it's not my fault, you know. So does that make sense? Like I think it's, you know, um, yeah. when people are kind of like want to have lots of hugs and stuff like that and I'm just like, oh, I'm touched out and COVID and blah, 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 don't ever touch me again. <laughs> you know, it's kind of about going, oh, that's a real way that they feel connected to me is by having a cuddle, you know. Like, I'm pretty sure that all kids under five, their love languages touch, and it's a lot. <laughs> so, just thinking of me on the couch last night. Do you have to keep touching <laughs> <Yeah>. me? <laughs> My little guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I think it's just about thinking about how can I best, um, 
show love and receive love in a way that suits me and the people I care about because all we yeah all we want is for the people we love to know we love them and sometimes that's not as simple as just I love you sometimes isn't enough just saying that um yeah I love it and so where to from here for those who want to learn a little bit more about love languages? Yeah, well, you can just Google love languages and there um, is a, a very basic quiz. The quiz might annoy the shit out of you. I'm not, I'm not surprised, Joe, that you were a bit like, oh, um, the quiz is very basic. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just a good starting point. And there's lots of like, you can just write down the love languages and then sit and have you know, a cup of tea or a wine or whatever your poison is with your partner or or chuck it in the group chat and with your besties and then have a conversation because it's really about the conversation more than, you know, putting doing a quiz or anything like that. So, um, yeah, just have the conversation. Just talk about um, whether you feel you fit into any of the love languages and um if you do yeah chatting about them and you know seeing if it leads to a conversation about how to better have your needs met i love it, love it. that's amazing emily you're so funny and so informative all at oh, the same thanks. time uh your emily writes <laughs> nz on instagram i got that wrong just before um but tell us about your column and your newsletter um, and all the other places people can get your content. Yeah, so if you Google Emily Writes Weekly, you can sign up to my newsletter. Um, so I send out a newsletter to paid subscribers three times a week. But if you, you can sign up as a free subscriber and then you get like, I think it's one newsletter a week you get. And I kind of write just sort of funny, random stuff there. And um yeah, that's probably the best place to find me is Emily Writes Weekly, but I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. So, um, yeah, and buy my book in September. I don't know what it's called yet. The publisher is, keeps coming back and forth and I don't like any of their titles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when it has a title, I'll tell you what it is. So, um, yeah, so, but, the yeah, the book's kind of about growing up and, you know, that feeling of like, when am I going to be a grown-up? <laughs> I'm like married with kids. Uh, I'm, still I'm married with kids and like <laughs> still waiting to become a grown-up. So it's kind of about that. So, yeah. I love it. That sounds cool. fantastic. Oh, well, thanks again so much for coming on the podcast and we will check No you worries. Soon. It was so, so great to chat and, um, yeah, talk soon. Thanks, Emily. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Girls Get Off. You can join our Facebook group, Girls Get Off Uncensored. I think we've got more than 20,000 members in there at the moment. And if you'd like to leave us a rating or review, that always helps us get higher in the charts. And every week we'll pick the most creative review to win a Missy Mini. Thanks for listening.